It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, folks, and welcome back once again to the best show in junior hockey, the most imitated show in junior hockey, and they say imitation is a form of flattery. So I brought on a man who only recognizes flattery. He needs to be flattered constantly because he's the most humble man in sports. It's Dan Kay. Dan, welcome to the podcast. We just finished our interview that's coming up later. Yes, we did. So a little bit of time travel. You also had a little trouble with the team at the end. You crushed the interview. The whole interview, you did such a fantastic job. You had pace. You had class. You got the deep questions. You got the little fun questions. And then right at the end, what did you do? So we were, we're talking today with the Bakersfield Roughnecks. And I somehow called them kind of like a mix of the rough snakes and rough snakes as in the, the memory on, on the internet. So the Bakersfield rough snakes is what I said. Um, a bit of a whiff on my part. I, I think a rough snake might be like when you hit a ball slightly off the fairway and you end up in the rough, but you never find the ball. Got eaten by a rough snake. Ooh, sorry, that's your ball. I got that. I thought it was an egg. I'm just holding on to it. You know, don't don't mind me. Basically, you know what a rough, a rough snake basically at that point is just uh, every golfer over the age of 65 that we encounter on a golf course. They just kind of scoop up your ball and walk away with it. I know I should stop slicing, but also if my ball's three feet off the fairway and you crossed over from the 7th to the 10th, you shouldn't pick up any golf ball along the way. There might be somebody else on the course or on this planet that needs to play the game of golf, and it's his only outlet when he works and travels all year long, and you just took my tailor-made too. And now I'm smacking a noodle out of the woods because it's all I could find. Hey, do not disrespect the noodle. I've gotten some great rounds out of the noodle. I will I say this. I just bought a box of noodles. I just it, bought a brand new box. It will always remind me of that time that I think we were playing with we were playing with Coach Wags, and you hit a ball into the only trees on the entire course. Yep. And somebody comes out and you go, yeah, I'm looking for a Callaway. And he goes, oh, yeah. And you're like, what are you playing? He goes, oh, I'm playing I'm playing something completely different. And it was just like, can you maybe maybe not be a rough snake? Can you just And cost it? me my ball back out of his pocket. <laughs> like, where was it? Where was this sitting? But no, I, I think today, to get back on task, today I'm excited because we're getting to the end of silly season. And these people nowadays, everybody's so vitriolic in this world of hockey, Lucas. And everybody wants to try to rank every team on the planet and every league and tell you where's the best place to play and where's not good to play and this, that, and the other thing. When the true answer in this system, I will continue to yell it from a mountaintop. I'm working on an article right now about it. The true answer is the right answer for you. And it doesn't matter the league, nor the emblem, nor the jersey, nor the building. There are places that are great in some people's mind that just do not work for you personally. And there are places that are terrible, according to some folks, that work wonderfully for certain players. And the point is, it's understanding the system the coach, understanding the facility, understanding the type of player you are, the needs that you have when it comes to whether it's billeting or maybe needing to be closer to home or maybe needing more ice time or less ice time or maybe needing uh, whatever it is. There are good, there, there's a right situation for everybody. 
But it's not always the same situation. It's not always the same organization. It's not always the same league. And the importance is to ask the important questions and learn the people you're going to play with. That's the important thing. That's what I'm excited to see come to fruition. And that is why I'm excited to talk to Bakersfield today because the Roughnecks get that and they get it in spades, Lucas. Yeah, they really do. I mean, finding a hockey team is like finding a college, right? And we've talked about that ad nauseum at this point where, you know, not every college is going to be the right fit for people. I went to Rutgers. I absolutely loved it. But even inside Rutgers, I found a smaller community to exist. I, I, I found my small liberal arts college inside of a giant state school. So you need to just figure out what works for everyone. And if you're wondering if a team you're playing for might be the right fit for you, do they encourage you to maybe maybe leave if you're not happy? If you look at a coach, you look at an ownership group, and, and you tell them something, and they look at you and go, you know what, we might not be the right fit for you, and they try to help you find that right fit, I guarantee you those folks are probably going to be pretty great. We've got a pretty great guy coming up in the next interview block. So stick around real quick to hear from the Bakersfield Roughnecks about their first season in the USPHL. I'm just going to take your ball real quick. (laughs) Roughnake. Welcome back, folks. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Dan K. Show podcast. It wouldn't be the most watched show in junior hockey if we didn't have a very special guest for you on most of these programs. And, you know, the guests each week, they vary. There's so much hockey to cover, not just around, you know, the the USPHL, but around the hockey world. But we've got a good one for you. We've got someone who is a little bit newer. You might not have heard of this team quite yet, but trust me. You will very, very soon. But first, a man you've already heard from, a man you will hear from, and a man you will never stop hearing from, regardless of how hard you try. Dan, welcome back in. Lucas, I, I messed up on the memo. You said roughnecks, and I dressed like a redneck today. I, I had a shaving incident. I've ended <laughs> up with a bit of a mustache, and now I've gone with the Kevin Kisner ain't no hobby hat. Just to really tie it all together as Florida man Dan K right now, but we're not going to be Florida men today. We're going to be Cali boys, okay? We're going to be talking California hockey. I'm excited for today's guest. Yeah, no, I, I certainly am. You know, Dan, you're you're very much of a hang ten guy, so I feel like you've got those Cali vibes. That's why that's why we had to uh, had to have you lead things off here. I think that because this is a new organization, we're going to let this guest introduce themselves. We're going to try something new for the new guys from out west. Please introduce yourself. Who's in the Zoom room with us today? How we doing, guys? Hey, uh, really excited. My name's Chris Gregory. I'm the uh, one of the owners of the uh, Bakersfield Roughnecks out here in uh, on the West Coast in Bakersfield, California. So we are uh, really excited to get going this year and uh, just can't wait for the season to get started in a few weeks. Yeah, and Chris, you talk about an inaugural season. You talk about getting started here, trying to put together a USPHL premier squad What's been the great parts? What have been the tough parts right now? How are we going? Where are we at? Well, I mean, I think we kind of kind of go all, all over the map on this one. Uh, you know, from from uh, from start to finish, uh, you know, we're about three years into this whole process from the time we initially reached out to the league. Um, you know, obviously, COVID put everything back for for a year and some change. But um, from from day one to basically today, uh, we're, we're right damn near close to three years, man. So uh, it's been it's been a long process. 
Um, you know, a lot of, obviously there's been some challenges to just come along with building a brand new franchise. So and I'm sure everyone's aware of those um, that, that have been in our shoes, but um, we're just really excited. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the guys, uh, we, I think, you know, we, we've been skating uh, just kind of some summer skates the last few months, just kind of keeping guys on the ice, but uh, we're actually, you know, really starting to get going here this week with our group and uh, everyone's just super excited. Now the California hockey scene, you know, it's something that the sports succeeded at the NHL level in Anaheim, in LA, in San Jose. And you look at it now in the junior ranks, the, the continued growth in the California world of hockey. Talk about Bakersfield, this area. What are guys getting into when they when they head out to Bakersfield to play Cali hockey? Well, it's kind of, uh, I mean, obviously the, the, the sport in California has grown just leaps and bounds over the last, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, you know. Um, I mean, my son, my wife and I have two older boys that are approaching 30. So, um, you know, we, they've been, we've been involved with youth hockey for right at 20 years. I'm actually the president of the youth club here in town. I got one year left and I did my time and I'm ready to go. But uh, um, so we're pretty familiar, familiar with that too. And, and how, how much our club has grown, you know, we went from, you know, two and three teams, you know, years ago. And now we've got nine uh, just from mites to, to eight teams. Um, and we have a couple of tier programs now in Bakersfield, which is huge. Um, you know, uh, so the, the hockey has just grown so much up and down the state and over the last uh, few years. And, and obviously, you know, they're expanding a lot more AAA programs in, in California now. And uh, which, you know, I, I, I got mixed feelings about that. I think it's good and bad, but, uh, you know, you make the best of it and and, uh, and uh, you move on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just really excited, uh, obviously, being part of the Pacific Division this year. Uh, it adds another team. It's going to help everybody for travel obviously um and it just kind of helps grow the league out here we're, we're i think we're close to about 19 teams on the west coast counting the mountain division this year which is fantastic um so hopefully uh you know the, the, the league continues to grow and and uh, you know we grow with it and uh, we're just really looking forward to it uh, you know uh, uh there was a team here about 12 years ago the bakersfield junior condors and they relocated to ogden so the ogden mustangs originated in bakersfield so uh and ogden's they've grown a fantastic program there man i mean uh, they're top notch we actually know the owners really well. They just sold the team a few years ago, but we're pretty good friends with the owners. Owned it for about the first uh, 10 years of, of, of his, its existence. So, uh, you know, uh, that's one thing my wife, you know, about three or four years ago, we we're like, hey, let's uh, let's get a team back here. It's, we're ready. I'm like, I don't know if I want to take that on yet. But, uh, you know, uh, she definitely pushed me and, and kept kept on me. And we, and we said, let's do it. So we think it's time to to bring another team back to Bakersfield. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can stay here for a long time. I think Bakersfield's ready for you guys, right? And you you love the family affair that junior hockey is. When when you're able to bring in these young athletes from around the country, you want to give them that family feel. And I feel like you guys are accomplishing that here in Bakersfield, and you're doing it from top to bottom. You look at this roster right now. There is a ton of West Coast flair. What's what's the style of hockey that Coach Willett and the boys are looking to play this year? What's Bakersfield going to look like on the ice? Yeah, you know, um, obviously, you know, we've got three or four guys already on board that uh, haven't they haven't been updated in our roster. So we're, we're right around 20 guys right now. And uh, obviously with September, it's always a big month for movement. We know that guys are junior A camps and tier two camps. So there's going to be a big trickle down effect. So uh, we're pretty happy with where we're at numbers wise, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, and obviously with our team this year, we are going to be, a, I think we'll be overall a little younger than most. Um, knowing that we're going to be able to keep these guys for a couple of years. Uh, obviously, our goal is to get them out of here as soon as possible. But, uh, you know, that time frame is kind of some guys that takes a year, sometimes it takes two or three years. But, uh, you know, I just think, you know, from, a, from an organization standpoint, you know, we're, we're looking to bring uh, the right 25, 26 guys that are, that are going to be on board 110 percent. 
Um, they're going to do whatever it takes to win hockey games. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't, you know, I don't foresee us winning a lot of games uh, eight to seven. But, uh, you know, we're just going to have to play a little bit different style of hockey and, and keep ourselves in games. Uh, I think our goaltending is going to be fantastic this year. So that that was one of the areas that we really wanted to realize that, it, you know, that can keep in a lot of games and still use some wins. So we're happy with that um, for sure. And, you know, even with our younger guys, uh, they've all played pretty high level of hockey and and uh, we're ready to go. But obviously making that step from tier hockey, playing triple A hockey to junior hockey, it's a big jump. You know, you're playing with guys that are 19 and 20. Um, game's a little faster, guys a little stronger. Um, and there's consequences for uh, for running around the ice doing things you ain't supposed to do. So well, we'll see how that goes. You know, it's going to be a, a on-the-job training for the first couple of weeks for some of these guys that uh, have never played junior hockey. Even though they have a lot of experience, they just haven't had that experience at the higher level. So, you know, uh, our goal right now is we're, you know, we're kind of, we're being a little more uh, selective on guys we want to bring in. We're looking for some guys that have some experience and maybe played in the league a few years. They can kind of help the younger guys kind of kind of go because we know there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be growing pains. Um, but if you have all the right guys on the same page, you know, we can get through that. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, so uh, we just can't wait to get out there and get after it. And we know our guys are going to play hard. No matter who we play, we're going to be a hard out. No matter no matter who comes in our building, there's going to be no, no gimmies. And uh, that's kind of how we want to build our team. Just a lot of character guys and just compete, 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 you know? Yeah, you know, these these young guys, they love the uh they love the Zegers moves, they love the Michigan passes. And yeah. sometimes you run into a nineteen or twenty year old who really doesn't love it as much as they do. And they uh You're hundred percent right. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And, and you know, the way we look at it, we feel the same way. It's like, hey guys, you know, do that stuff and stick and puck on your own time, all right? Come out here and play the game right. Uh, we don't want, you know, we don't want to put any targets on our back. Let's uh, let's play hard. And, but like you said, there's always guys that want to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. And sometimes it don't go too well for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting because you talk about recruiting younger guys, trying to build that development. You know, there are, there are some teams who kind of struggle with the recruiting of young players, right? And there's there's some folks out there who, who just who just don't want to recruit young guys. They want to cherry pick. 19 and 20 year olds they want to go win a championship how do you recruit younger players i mean obviously besides looking at, at younger camps younger players how do you get those young guys to buy into your system to buy in your development well i mean a, a handful of young guys are ha, have local ties so that helps obviously um but we have we, we do have two or three guys that are uh you know 17 years old that, that uh, aren't from the area you know, they still got school, you know, a year left of school and whatnot. So, you know, our thing is, you know, we just have to try to get our point across to them. It's uh, at the end of the day, you still want continued development and exposure, you know. Um, and also, too, you know, my wife and I, we've had two kids that went away at home and still were in school. And, and you know, um, so we understand that, you know, obviously the struggles of sending your kid away from home when they're still in high school. So I think uh, that's one part that my wife's a big part of this whole thing is she's kind of facilitating these guys and kind of, you know, getting them on track, making sure they're, they're you know, they're, they're comfortable in their schools and, and whether it be online school or a hybrid type of schedule, we have kids doing both. Um, just letting the families know they're, com you know, that, that the kids are comfortable here and they're going to be taken care of. And, and uh, that, that that's a huge help too. We've also got, we have a tutor on staff that's going to, that, that stays after practice and works with the guys in the school work. So that's kind of a big bonus and kind of relief for parents. So at least someone's kind of standing there making sure they're staying on track and not just kind of you know, goofing off for a couple hours, that's important too. But um, the main thing is obviously um, to get that continued development, um, get them some exposure here with our contacts, you know, with, uh, with, with some partnerships we have this year. That's nice too. So, hey, come over here, buy into our program. Um, you may take a year or two, but, you know, we, we have the opportunity to get you to the next level. So um, we've actually had 
fairly good luck with some younger guys, to be honest with you, that aren't local. So, um, you know, we're excited about that, and we just can't wait to get those guys here and, you know, hopefully have them for a year or two and and do our job to get them out of here. Selfishly, we love to we love to hold on to them for four or five years, but it doesn't help us recruit. We want to get them out of here to the next level. Um, and obviously, you know, a big issue, too, is billets. We all know how important billet families are. Um, all, almost all, not, about 90% of our billet families come from our, our youth club families, which we know personally. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm president of the club. I've, I've been on the board for the last 15 years. So um, that helps a lot, too. A lot of these people have kids that are playing in the, in the youth uh, club. So um, they're familiar with what it takes to be a hockey player, just the, the dedication and the commitment it takes. So uh, we've had a lot of families step up wanting to take kids. I know that's a big a big relief for a family, too, to send your kid away from home, that they're in a good home and they're eating good food and they're part of the family, and and uh, that's important, too. So we've heard all the horror stories about bad billets, um, and, you know, it just it's important for us to get the right ones. That kind of helps make the experience positive for the kid and the family as well. Yeah, you know, you can if you can put out that, you know, you've got a strong billet system, you know, playing hockey in California, there's not many better places. We always joke with some of the Florida guys when they're recruiting. We say, oh, what's your recruitment pitch? Hey, it's hockey and it's Florida. And does it just end there, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it is part of it. And if you can build that strong culture, that's a, a huge part of the recruitment. Not only culture, you and I have been talking for a lot of this season about yeah. the media side of things. And that's uh -huh. one of the reasons why we wanted to do this with you because right. you're one of the first of these teams to come out cameras equipment how do we get this done how do we get it yeah. done right does the media factor in with some of these young guys is that what you're finding they're looking for well i mean obviously it's just a selling point you know we got to have it through the league and and the way my wife and i you know we look at it is you know if we're going to do something we want to do it right um and, and i just want to make sure that you know and it, and it helps you know the families can watch your kids from home which, which is a bonus you know um and it, it is a selling feature you know if the kids if the families can watch your kids play hockey and, and we put out a decent product and you know we, we put out a good uh you know uh, the broadcast is good and, and all that stuff it helps it really does i mean i don't care what you say people say the they don't care about the little things but they do trust me uh you know you know, walk in my locker room and you put some, you know, you put the, you put the name plaques up on the boards and the guys think they're in NHL. Just, I mean, it is what it is. Little things that, um, that just go a long way with, uh, with, with just giving the kids a nice stop and uh, the little perks go a long way. And, and the broadcast part of it's just one of it, you know, um, we've actually spent some money around the rink to kind of, uh, to really just kind of to try to, you know, sexy up our broadcast, so to speak, you know, make it look a little nicer and just kind of add a few features to where, uh, you know, we, we put some platforms up to where we'll be up high, get a nice vantage point of the rink and our broadcaster will be up there too, our play-by-play -play guy too. So, you know, we, we've done some few things around the rink that we think will uh, definitely help. So uh, yeah, it, it's a very important part of it. No doubt about it. Yeah. Dan, I don't know about you, but I feel like some early season roughnecks games when they have those home games are going to be on the viewing schedule for sure. When we start tweeting out about our watch parties. A hundred percent. And we are for folks listening at home. One of the things we've looked at in the past few years, when we end the season, we go, we feel like we weren't in enough rinks, right? We feel like we can't get everywhere. We got to go to Bakersfield, to Southern Florida, to, to Maine. So this year we're launching watch parties. I'm excited to take in a Bakersfield Roughnecks game. We're going a little Manning cast style. We're calling it the Dan K cast or the Dank cast for short, for those of you out in Cali. And it's going to be a fun one. And, and, I love what you guys are doing in Bakersfield. It's all about launching things in the right way, right? When we take on a new endeavor, we want to take it on and do everything right from the outset. If I could get eligibility going right now, you've already sold me on this call. I'd be out there flying for you right now. You'd be putting me up in a billets home. But 
talk to talk to those parents and players at home who maybe are looking at next year's decision making on where to go play, or or maybe they're still looking for a spot this season. Why are we picking Bakersfield, right? Why am I heading out to the Roughnecks, and and why is this first year program the place to be? Well, I mean, you know, one of the things we tell parents and kids, you know, obviously uh, the recruiting process started, you know, months and months ago. You know, you go to showcases, you go to globals, you go to all the camps or whatnot, and we've been to three or four of them this year. The you know the big ones, and and uh, you know it's it's really tough to be honest with you with, with you know four hundred kids and. 50 schools and 50 teams, it's just hard, you know? So, you know, with us, you know, um, we don't have, we don't have anything to sell yet. You know, we're not an established program. So we really kind of have to just, you know, just really just level with them, be straight up with them. And I mean, you know, these are ex our expectations, you know, um, you know, uh, do we want to win games? Absolutely. We want to win as many games as possible. That's our goal. But we also want to make sure that uh, the kids are getting continued development. Um, you know, they're moving on to the next level. Maybe, like I said, it might be a year or two, but also to, uh, you know, being part of something new is kind of cool, in my in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of people, the people that we have on board here, they see the value in it. Um, and, and I got and, and I got no issue with guys that would rather go play somewhere else because they might win more games. I 100% respect that. Um, but, you know, but are you playing third or fourth line minutes? Well, you could be playing first or second line minutes here. So individually, what are you looking for? You know, um, it's just, uh, you know, as uh, me personally, I have a son that's on this team. You know, he's a 16-year-old kid. Um my point is, you know, as a parent, I want to put him in the situation. He's going to play all situations, five on five, a little power play, maybe get some penalty killed or where he's going to be able to, to expose himself and showcase his game. Um, you know, whether you win 35 games or 15, you know, I want to put my, I want to put some, our guys in the situation where they're going to get to play a lot and they're going to get the opportunity to, to buy into a program, feel like they're part of building something. And who knows, five, six, seven years down the road, when we'll win in championships and title and Pacific division titles, they're going to say I was part of that program. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I just think that's a, a huge bonus. And I guess it all depends on how you look at it for your individual self and what you want for your child. Uh, like I said, no, I got no issue with guys that have just straight up told me, I don't think you're going to win a lot of games. I'm playing somewhere else. I get it, man. But, you know, and everyone's been super respectable. I mean, uh, every all the kids I talked to, 99% of them have all been great. Hey, thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it, but I'm going to go do something this maybe next year. Um, so, you know, those are guys you keep your contacts with this year, you know, just to kind of see how things are going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, also, too, as owners, we're super involved. Um, obviously, we have nothing to do with personnel, but as owners, uh, my wife and I, we have a lot of, we have a lot invested. We all know how much, it, how, how, how much of it, how big of a task it is to run a program. So, uh, you know, we're going to be at the rink quite a bit too. Trust me. Um, we're, we're very hands-on and there's, there's certain things we just expect. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, we expect our, it's just a, it's a, it's standard for them. You're going to get out in the community. We're going to do things as a team. We're going to give back. Um, you know, our, our house program, we start, uh, my wife and I, during COVID, we started a learn to skate program for like three and four year olds. Well, some of those kids are already playing mites now for our club. And our program now is up to like 20 to 25 kids of little guys. So our roughnecks are going to be out running those programs. You know what I mean? It's just our part of giving, giving back. They're going to want to come to the games, which in return helps us sell tickets. So, uh, you know, it's just part of this. That's just part of what we require from the kids is you got to be involved. It's just part of the deal. You know what I mean? Um, also, too, you know, I know this year um, there's been talk of expanding rosters. We want to keep it to 25, 26 guys. It's just the way we want to do it. I, I don't want to carry 30 to 32 guys. Uh, no disrespect to teams that do. That, that's your choice. Um, but it's, it's hard enough to get those 24th and 25th guys in games, let alone carrying 30 guys. Um, obviously there's going to be injuries and you bring guys in I, that, that happens, but as a whole, we'd like to keep our roster a little bit on the smaller side because 
you know, um, you still got to get those guys in games. I mean, it might be one game a weekend, but, you, you know, it's hard to have a guy sit in stands for a month and expect him to go out and produce. Um, you know, it's just tough. And, you know, people pay a lot of money and, you know, uh, you got to keep the, you got to keep the guys engaged and keep them, keep them going. You know what I mean? So our goal is to make sure our guys are getting some ice time and they're playing still. Um, like I said, uh, wins and losses aside, that's just kind of how we look at it. And that's kind of how, how we want to build our, our model, our, our program. And uh, it's, we've been, we've had pretty good success with the guys that are here. They all want to be here. They can't wait to get going. And, and at this point now we're kind of looking for specific players. So, uh, you know, I'd imagine we'll be to that 25 or 26 number here by the end of September and then we'll be good to go. So, uh, and also too, like we've actually have a, uh, we, we have an 18 double A team here too. So we've, we've uh, talked to a few kids come out and just, just practice with the team, you know, kind of getting ready for next year. Um, you know, they probably won't play any games, but it's just a part of getting out and just kind of getting used to that junior, junior lifestyle and, and you know, kind of being part of the team and just kind of getting their foot in the door. So next year, they kind of got a leg up already. So they're kind of already know what to expect. That's important for us too. So it's a way, a good way for us to build our program with local kids and get them a year of experience, just skating with the older guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chris, I will tell you coming to the end of an off season, we, everybody in the game called it the silly season, right? Yeah. It's like medicine in this conversation with you. This is, I'm writing an article right now. I have been angrily toiling away on an article that's slowly becoming a book just about exactly what you're discussing, right? The idea of 15 games or 35 games won, it is about the experience for the player, right? The development for the player, and, and everybody has their right fit. I've seen players that have, have moved on to tier one hockey and have gone to a town that was too small for them and they left, they didn't like it, right? They were the thing we're all striving for and it just wasn't the right place for them, wasn't the right fit. I've seen players that have gone to programs who others would say, oh, I don't like that league or I don't like this place. And they have a great time. They have an incredible career and they move on exactly where they want to go and they find that pocket. It's so great to hear the way you guys are kind of thinking through this and building this product. And you guys have linking with the South Shore Kings NCDC as well. Can you kind of talk about that with folks, the affiliation process and, and just how excited you are about the opportunities that creates? Yeah, you know, uh, we, we kind of started this process about three months ago. Uh, we kind of reached out. We got we got in contact with with them through through a, 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 a personal acquaintance that's tight with both of us. And uh, they actually ran it. We actually did a camp with them about two months ago out in Burbank, California. Um, and uh, we talked to them for about a week or two, just say, hey, you know, this could be a good fit for both of us. You know, they're kind of looking to tap into the to the West Coast resource for NCDC players. They obviously have a, a premier team out there as well. But, uh, you know, he goes, I'm not out here looking for premier players. I'm out here looking for NCDC players or younger guys that maybe I could, uh, you know, possibly draft next year or just kind of get in our system and our pipeline for a few years to come. So we all know that you know, the, 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 the North American hockey, the North American hockey league, the NCDC, they're older leagues. You know, you don't see a lot of 16, 17, 18 year old guys in that league. A lot of, a lot of 19, 20 year olds. So I, I think, uh, um, obviously, you know, with the tier three, it's a perfect stepping stone to get kids that next level. So we thought that this would be a great, a great way to just to kind of just introduce our guys to the next level. Um, we actually took, uh, four or five of our Bakersfield kids down to the camp. Two of the guys got main cap invites, which was nice. Um, but anything, it was just kind of a little eye opener, like, Hey guys, uh, if you want to play at the next level, uh, you know, you think you're pretty good, but you got, you got a lot of work to do here. You know what I mean? Um, so it was just a good, it was just a good experience for these guys just to go experience it and realize that, Hey, you know, um, I got, I got to, I got to work harder to get to the next level. But, uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've been talking back and forth with them and obviously Tyler, he's a guy I've been talking to. He just got promoted to head coach. Super great guy. Uh, we talk about once a week or so, just, Hey, how's things going? And, you know, the, you know, 
take a look at this kid right here, but this kid might be looking for a home too. So um, it's just a good relationship, you know, and I'll be honest with you. We got, we got a couple of kids in our camp this year that will definitely, uh, you know, be able to get some looks next year, we think too, uh, at the next level. So uh, it's just, it's just a great way to kind of, and it, it, it is a little bit of a selling feature. You know how it is, um, that, that, you know, you get, you get a kid here, play for a year or two, that opportunity to go to the next level is a lot, you know, and, and we all know that uh, a lot of these kids are in game as they get to get to college and play college in the States. Well, it's a perfect segue to get there, you know? Um, and also too, like our, our assistant coach, great guy. Uh, he's a Western scout for Okotoks and the, and the Alberta junior hockey league. So that's an option for us too, junior A in Canada. Um, his son plays there, but he's, he's been in California for about eight years for work. So it just gives you another set of eyes uh, for another opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we're pretty lucky to have those contacts and just have those, have those uh, avenues to send these players if, if, if they're ready, you know, so uh, it, it's, uh, it's pretty good. We're excited. Lucas, before we let Chris get away, he sounds like he must be the busiest man in America right now. <laughs> They've got going on. What do you, do you have anything else for him? I know I, I tend to steal the conversation, especially with this mustache. I got I got newfound confidence. <laughs> well, I, I know that you know we've obviously been talking quite a bit about the hockey TV setups, and and you know I don't offer this to everyone, but if you need me to come out to California personally for an extended <laughs> period of time to help you set up your hockey TV, I will do that for you. I'll be emailing you tonight, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're, uh, like I said, I appreciate all the help, man. Uh, you've been really good. And uh, I think we're just waiting on a few more things and uh, we can start running some tests and hopefully we get everything dialed in. Uh, like I said, the computer side of it's really not, not my thing. Uh, I'm more of a, I can talk to people and, and I'm good with that stuff. But as far as computer stuff, that's really not my, my forte. So uh, who knows? I may take you up on that, man, but uh, I appreciate everything. Appreciate all the help. You guys have been great. And, you know, we're just really looking forward to get to get going here in a few weeks. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're at Long Beach on the 15th for our season opener. And we just can't, you know, we're just super excited, man. Uh, we just can't get, we just can't, we're just so excited to get going. We're looking forward to it. Look at that, Lucas. Yet again, Dan K. I always get lumped in with the credit when I do none of the work. <laughs> the folks at home, we don't see inside the inner workings of how this business works. I get my name on the show. Lucas does all the brunt work. And then I just kind of walk in later and go, what a job we've done here. And we've done it. it's, it's wonderful. It's worked out somehow for years. And Chris, we close out these shows always with our parting words, right? And we always have our last words for, for the folks at home, whether it be why come play for us. But I think you did a great job selling that. Do you have, do you have any parting words for the folks at home learning about the Bakersfield Roughnecks for the first time here today? You know, I just, uh, you know, our biggest thing is, you know, just the, our local support. We hope they come out and support us, and we know they will. Um, you know, like I said, we've got roughly 100, 100 families in our youth in our youth club. Um, season ticket sales are coming real good. You know, um, we kind of we kind of we kind of pulled the okie doke on our families. We we gave every kid in the club a free season ticket, so they all got to buy tickets now. Um, so uh, our our goal is to get people in the building, man, and uh, just you know have a great time and just uh, you know get the support from our fans and. Uh, you know, we kind of, uh, even with our home schedule, we were able to, you know, here in Bakersfield, we have the, the Bakersfield Condors, which is the Edmonton Oiler uh, feeder team. Um, so we were able to kind of schedule our home games when they're gone for the most part. So we'll be the only game going on in town for most of our home weekends. So there won't be a conflict, which is nice. Um, so we kind of wanted that for a reason to hopefully get every one of those hockey people at our games. Um, obviously, and also too, you know, uh, with Fresno just up the road for, from us, 
and it was kind of a built-in rivalry there. Uh, we know that we know the ownership over there, and they're all real good people, and and, uh, and uh, they've been great with us. And every every owner in the league has been fantastic, uh, super helpful, uh, willing to help out any way they can. So obviously, uh, we're we're doing a uh, we're doing a freeway series cup between us and Fresno this year. Ooh. Um, so uh, whoever wins the series gets the cup for the year. So uh, that'll be a, a little added, uh, you know, a little something to play for. Uh, you know, it might be a few years before we get the cup, but hey, man, we're ready to go. We'll give them hell. You know what I mean? That's it. Go get the cup. Come on. We are all about cup games here. We've got the Dane K Cup Series. We go. We have a. We're working on a trophy right now for a game between the Toledo Cherokee and the Metro Jets this year, and it's actually a giant hot dog. It's the Coney Cup. So <laughs> there you go. Cup games. Cup games. Cup games. Cup exactly. Games. Just it, it, it just just kind of adds a little bit of extra to it, you know. So uh, like I said, we're we're so close that uh, you know I'm sure that uh, both teams will bring their fans at uh, all the all the home games and the road games, so it'll be uh, be a pretty good crowd. So we're we're super excited about that. To everyone in Bakersfield, get your tickets now. Make that barn a ruckus festival. I want it to be loud. I want the boy. Yeah, Lucas, a ruckus festival. You don't get to talk. Parting words. <laughs> are my time to make up words and make up phrases. And my parting words, I always I always find a quote or a comment or something that goes along with our guest. For me this week, my quote is, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And that's what Bakersfield is doing right now. That's what Chris and his team with the Roughnecks, Roughnecks are doing right now, putting together a program that just flat out gets it, understands it, and does it right from top to bottom. Bakersfield game one, September 15th against Emerson Edom and those Long Beach shredders. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to watch. Thank you to our sponsors, Remastered Sleep. You can stop snoring with just a sip. Do you have a bed partner or maybe a billet family member who just won't stop snoring? Do you travel on the road together and host a hockey podcast and your colleague won't stop snoring and it goes through the hotel wall and you have to buy rooms that are on different floors so you can sleep remastered sleep it's the water bottle of your dreams 10 percent off at checkout dan k show 2022 at checkout for that thank you to selly salt the hockey moms there that'll take your steak dinner to the next level sprinkle a little selly salt in your next meal thank you to gmu sport protein powders pre-workout creatine get back into shape with the best in the game gmusport.com usphl 22 for 22 percent off at checkout all of our players coaches and owners check it out chris gregory the bakersfield roughnecks the future is now for these guys can't wait to see it keep an eye out for all things roughnecks on the dan k show the most watched show in junior hockey Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.